Let's spend some time together, shall we? Yes, Drop the Subject is here, queer, and we are keeping you some company the next four hours. Allie Johnson, that's me. James Simmons is right over there. I'm looking at his fresh, bubbly face on FaceTime. That's me. And yeah, and it's a holiday weekend. You know, a lot of people are taking the day off today or leaving early today from their living rooms or their <laughs> guest rooms or bedrooms, wherever they're working. I am moving early. I get to leave the guest room at 1 p.m. today. I can't wait. Yeah, exactly. Very exciting. And some people are going to be spending their weekends a little differently than they were last year. You know, it's this time last year, a lot of people were sitting in four or five hours of traffic. And now there's no traffic, but there's also not a lot of barbecues to attend. Definitely not as many. Some people, though, was reading, you know, yesterday and into this morning about how some people are going to be spending their weekends getting vetted. And that'll be a fun time as well. Oh, my. I don't know if you... Kink alley? Oh, yeah. Vetting. Just really investigative vetting. <laughs> dirty vetting processes. You dirty, no. dirty vet. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that Amy Klobuchar is being vetted as a possible VP running mate to to <laughs> Joe Biden? Oh, because sure. Twitter sure heard about it and they were not happy. And I don't blame it. I, I don't I don't want to start, start all this off with politics today because we will do plenty of other things on the show. But I was just like, well, like, and I know that that's not his actual VP pick, but with Biden saying things like, oh, I definitely want it to be a woman and I definitely want it to be a woman of color and all this stuff. And there's all these short lists. Everything you read is like, here's people who are on the, on the short list, Stacey Abrams and Kamala Harris and all these people. And then they're like Klobuchar. The wacky aunt with the shaky bangs who ate a salad with a comb is the one that you are coming out with, like, uh, let's vet her and get this going. Right. Like, uh, and I know, I guess in, in according to multiple lists, like, you know, there's these lists of these 10 women that he's he's going to vet or whatever. Uh, she's like number two or three. Apparently, she's pretty high on his list. And uh, there were a lot of people who liked Amy Klobuchar, like while she was running and she just sort of never mounted that, like that really big push, you know, she, I think it was the New Hampshire debate where she did really well. Um, and kind of going into that weekend, she made a lot of money, you know, she led the money earnings that particular weekend, but she never was able to just sort of like capitalize it on it and push it forward. And I think some of that is just sort of like middle of the road ish. And again, not to get too much into politics, but like, Joe, you're already the middle of the road guy. Like, yes. Don't pick another middle of the road person. Yeah, like who's just sort of like white and middle-aged and boring. Exactly. There's a journalist named Walter Bragman on Twitter who put it very well and said, I, could, I, could, I literally could not imagine a less inspiring ticket than Biden Klobuchar. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's true, you know? It's like, don't shake anything up. It's just like, no, we'll just... Well, pair like and I, I've said before that Joe Biden is the Cobb salad that you order because the thing that you really wanted was not available. And she is like, oh, all we have left is rye. And you're like, oh, all right. <laughs> you're like, like she's guy, literally like, the same type where you're like, OK. Right. Like, I don't hate rye. <laughs> yeah, but it's like never what I would order. You're just right. like, oh, okay, fine. Like, can you, I mean, especially the, all the people that are obsessed with Bernie Sanders and like they, that the young people that want activism and change and this and that. It's like even Warren would be so much of a better choice than Amy Klobuchar. Amy Klobuchar is very middle of the road, like you said. 
I mean, I think he's either got to go progressive or he's got to go with somebody who's more diverse than Amy Klobuchar. I mean, right. And I feel like in these times we need someone to inspire us, right? Like we're in the middle of a global pandemic. We've got this crazy president. We've got what are facts and we've got, you know, this virus changes every day and people are losing their jobs and we have, you know, record home uh, homelessness, right? And record joblessness and all of these things going on. And we don't, we don't need Casper milk, milk toast as my mom would call it. <laughs> like as a middle of the road, like we need to be inspired a little bit and that I'm sorry, but that that's just not the ticket to do it if that's what ends, the ticket ends up being. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And the other thing, I, I spent too much time on Twitter yesterday. I think I have a little too much time on my hands l- lately. But the other thing is, and I wanted to ask you about this because I wonder if you have thoughts as a nurse as far as why some people feel too proud to wear masks. I know it's gone like very political, but of course Trump has said like he will never wear a mask on television. And what is with the ego? Like there's some kind of an ego thing that I think more men have than women about like they can't be seen in a mask because it's this, for some reason, not macho thing to protect your body from a virus, like a deadly virus. What is this about? Like there are so many... Guys that I see on online and out and that like don't want to wear masks, they won't wear masks. They feel like it's a sign of weakness. And I don't understand that at all because it's. I'm also not like I don't really subscribe to many like super manly macho you know stereotypes as well. I guess, but the, I, I just don't get the the like. No, you're not immune to a virus. Like the virus. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your gender or identity is, what sex you were born with, what you do for a living, like what your name is, like what your level of testosterone or estrogen is like. It doesn't matter. This is a virus. And so I don't like none of us look great in masks right now. So just like actually the 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 manly macho thing to do is to suck it up and deal and like fall in line with doing what's right. Like, I don't understand why this like I it it, it, quite literally Ali just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, uh, I don't understand the mentality of like, no, man, I can't wear a mask. I'd rather just get COVID than be seen with a mask over my face because That's it's so fear. embarrassing. And it's, it's like, uh, OK, get whatever. over yourself. Uh, all right. I'm done with my ranting. This is this has been a wonderful way to open the show. I promise we will do something more. <laughs> I actually have a very positive story. Some good things happened to me recently. I'll tell you about them. Uh, I want to know if you believe in the law of three, James, because I have a theory about about it in 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 terms of something that has happened to me in recent days we'll get to that when we get back drop the subject drop the subject the new channel q drop the subject with Allie and james and it is going to be a three-day weekend for some people this weekend which i mean let's let's face it it's been longer than a three-day weekend for some especially if you're a student it feels like an endless summer has already begun but i can't wait to go to all the pool parties and the barbecues and the cookouts and we're like gonna go shopping and then we're like gonna do the stuff it's gonna be super super great all really in my head like the twilight zone isn't it it's like all of the books in the world with no glasses yes um yes do you james simmons nurse practitioner believe in the rule of three and i'm not talking about the power of three will set you free like charmed i'm talking about the rule of three (laughs) as in good things come in threes uh i do when it comes to deaths for some reason that (laughs) that old thing you know they talk about deaths happen in Uh. threes I do. For some reason, that does seem to be continue to ring true in my life. 
like whether they're celebrity deaths or personal deaths or both or I, it just seems to happen death wise yeah okay okay I, I i take that well in our case in our home there have been some good things happening recently which is very good which has been nice right my my wife got a new job hey, she's very very excited about it yeah i got to overhear the conversation of her resigning from her job to her boss and then individually to all of her employees. It was oh. awesome. <laughs> because she didn't like the old job, basically? Well, I mean, it's not that she... Yeah, she didn't like it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, very good. Well, good for her, <laughs> It though. was just not what she wanted to be doing. Um, uh, okay. And so she's just shifting gears a little bit in the mental health world. But um, just the uncomfortable, like, so I just wanted to let you know that <laughs> I have put in my resignation. And then the pause and hearing them go and like not being able to really hear what they're saying but you can kind of like yeah (laughs) that's funny so it's been great but so that happened Uh uh-huh awesome and and we were talking and then you know like i told you last week we had a cat issue my cat's ass had an issue and she's okay Uh and and uh we you know we were talking to my parent my in-laws the other day and we're like yeah you know katie got this new job and it's really exciting and then today also zoe pooped and then we were like (laughs) talking about how great it was because she had only it had been two days she hadn't gone to the bathroom we were like kind of worried and then she took a crap so she on the day that katie turned in her resignation she took a crap or katie uh, zoe took a crap i'm sure katie did as well but anyway katie did as well right so then we're talking to our in-laws on the fo- my in-laws on the phone and her my father-in-law goes, "Well, you know, they say good things come in threes." And I was like, "Man, is Zoe pooping the second good thing?" <laughs> right, is that does that qualify? Does that count? Like, is it good I mean, enough? Yeah. Right. I wonder, so I don't um, know what what the threshold is. Yes, I don't know what counts and what doesn't count. So then my my car has been dead. It I have not driven it in months. We are just using the same. We're using my wife's car for everything. Uh-huh. Um, my car is pretty old and it hasn't started in a long time. So I decided, uh, you know, we're probably not going to be going in the office for a while. I canceled the insurance. I'm like over it. So the car's just been sitting there accumulating dust. Well, I walk outside today. And on the windshield is a card that says, hey, my name's Joey, and I'd like to pay cash for your car. What? And I've been thinking about selling the car, and I'm like, wow. So literally just in my lap, somebody has been, someone has provided the opportunity for me. And, and it says, it doesn't even need to run, and oh. I will buy it and pay for it. Wow. Did Joey tell you how much Joey would like to pay for No, it was like a stand. You could tell it was like a standard card that he hands. Like uh, he probably is okay. like a mechanic or something of like, I buy, I'll buy anyone's car. Yeah. So yeah, we yeah. were like, okay, well now this could be, but then I was thinking Zoe pooping was not, kind of a crappy second thing, literally. Literally. And uh-huh. do I really want the car to be the third thing? So oh. I haven't called the guy yet because I want to wait for the third t- thing to be a better thing. So you're feeling like if you if you sort of enable the third thing to happen, that the, that's it. There'll no, be that'll no be more it. good stuff. No. 
like there then can't it'll be, be like three more bad things and then yeah <laughs> so right. i don't want this thing to be i don't want selling my car to be the third thing like okay katie getting a great new job that's awesome the cat pooping cool and then selling my car without having to go through some extra paperwork or some extra steps okay uh, i know not a great oh. trifecta but decent should i wait and not call the guy to wait for a better third thing you you have i you're making me think very very hard and long about this ali this is a really complex issue because i feel like you get to qualify what counts as good things so i think that you could if you waited you could still call the guy or i'm assuming joey's a guy and you could call joey whoever joey is and joey could buy your car and then that would be a fourth good thing but it wouldn't classify as the third like you could just say it's good but not good enough Exactly. So if I wait for a better third thing, Joey can be the fourth thing that it's just kind of subpar and okay, I sold my car. Because if Joey's making cards and passing them out on people's cars that are just sitting around, Joey's always looking for cars. Therefore, like you, there's no rush to call Joey. Thank you. Okay, great. So I'm going to buy a lottery ticket. Yeah. And <laughs> and then we can both that will be retire. The thing. Do you hear me, God? And then it'll be Maskiokie Gate all day long. All we no! want. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, before we get out of here over the weekend, we need to pick the brain of one James Simmons, nurse practitioner, who is moments away from becoming a doctor. He has begun a wonderful... Uh, uh, would you call it a, a, a series? A, the Ask the NP series? The yeah, Ask the NP special? I think mm-hmm. so. I, I, You know, sometimes I come up, I, it's a little bit hard for me to figure out what it is. Because people are like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I started doing these videos online and then it turned into a thing. But I still just do videos online. <laughs> So right. I don't. I guess it's just like an online social media platform where you can ask all those things you're too scared to ask your MD. You ask the NP. Well, today, that's great. That's awesome. I think that you you don't, you do more than just make videos. Okay. Don't compare yourself to like PewDiePie. (laughs) I'm like an influencer and stuff. (laughs) You guys want a Peloton? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. Stop. Um, So this week we wanted to ask you, well, we ask you multiple questions during the week, but today I wanted to ask you about thermometers because many... uh, As you, some of you know, if you listened earlier in the week, I was not feeling well on Monday. I feel fine now, but... I, you know, took your advice during the break, one of the breaks, and I took my temperature, and it said that the ice queen was (laughs) 95.7. The ice queen. (laughs) But the question that my wife and I were trying to answer post-show was, is this, does this thermometer still work? Do thermometers expire? I think there are a lot of people that have thermometers in their homes that they've had for a long time that you kind of just use every once in a blue moon sometimes it's the old old school mercury one that you put up against the light bulb if you want to fake your temperature then there are the digital ones but now there have been so many advancements if you don't have one of the ear ones or the forehead ones does even work anymore so the question for you and ask the np is do thermometers that you have at home expire and what is the best of the best when it comes to thermometers is it the roll across the forehead is the jab in your ear or the rear end ones it's mom's back of her hand on your forehead Oh, the original. <laughs> the original. You remember that? And your mom would feel your temperature and be like, oh, you do feel a little warm. Oh, you're and, warm. And, and you'd be like, I'm special. That was it. Right. That was it. You were like, I'm sick. I'm dying. I'm <laughs> staying home from school for three <laughs> yes. days. Like mom says I have a temperature. That is it. Oh, 
um, after just a few weeks after Mother's Day. It's very lovely. So, uh, okay. We got to, there's, thermometers are very interesting. They're interesting creatures. And you're right. There's like 14,000 different kinds of them. In some instances, people still use the old school like mercury thermometers, and those things never expire. That's just science. It's just some mercury that lives inside this tube that reacts to heat. And as long as it's not been damaged or stored anywhere that is either very, very, very cold or very, very, very hot, like I mean like your freezer or next to a fire, it's fine. It's going to work for a long time. (laughs) Why did I put my thermometer next to a fire? Next Damn to a it. Fire. I was trying to take the temperature of the fire. Um, <laughs> so the other, the sort of the newer things, so the tympanic ones, which is like the thing that goes in your ear. You can also use tympanic ones like over your forehead and like all those things. They're all digital. And so you have to sort of treat them like digital devices, You other d- digital devices you would have in your home as well. But no one's really pushing updates to your digital thermometer like they push updates to your phone so those they're not going to last for forever does that make sense and also you do have to be really careful about the device where it takes the temperature so if it's the little thing that you're sticking in your ear if it's the like infrared light that goes across your forehead if it's the tip of the digital thermometer that you put under your tongue, those are the things that are most sensitive to damage. So if they get damaged early on, or you haven't stored them properly, or you know they're the lights exposed to the sun, things like that, it, you'll get false readings. So it's not that they expire, but it's just that they're not working very well. I see. So if people, like when my mom got one of those digital thermometers, we thought we were Rockefellers. I mean, we were like, whoa, everything has changed. And it was, you didn't have to wait five minutes. It was less time that you had to wait for a temperature reading. But I'm pretty sure she, when she moved, she handed me that thermometer and I've had it ever since. So it probably doesn't work as well as it did back then, surely because of purely because of wear and tear right is what yeah i think it's just it's kind of a a wear and tear thing now you asked about what is the best thermometer uh and it is whatever device is approved so digital or not to do a rectal temperature (gasps) oh Is that the most, that's the most accurate? Yes. You're, and the most you're, channel Q. You're, it, it is. It's the most channel Q thermometer. And it, yes, very much so. So in the hospital environment, for instance, we will have lots of signs that someone is sick. They are having yeah, maybe sepsis, some sort of infe- fever situation going on, an infection. And, you know, they're like, got all these other signs going on. And then we'll take their temperature like orally or axillary, which is in your, your armpit. And we'll be like, oh, they don't really have a fever. And then we use the rectal thermometer and we take the temperature in their butt, which is the closest to your core body temperature, right? Because it's actually inside of you. And we'll be like, oh, my God, they totally have a fever. So uh, rectal thermometers, while you don't necessarily need to use them on adults routinely, oral thermometers or tympanic or the ones on your forehead work fine. But if you've got a kiddo for sure or someone who is not very mobile or you're just really, really concerned, a rectal thermometer will always give you the best reading. Well, you heard it here first, folks. You know, Shakira says that the hips don't lie, but James says that the butts don't lie. If you want the truth, go to the butts. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. This is Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q, and this is James Simmons, mm-hmm. and I've gained about 548 pounds in quarantine, Ollie. 
I didn't know that that makes your voice two octaves lower and makes you talk slower. Sound like Ed Brimley. (laughs) No, it's because I have no energy because I've gained so much weight in quarantine. Now, some of that I will say is I'm partially responsible for the dissertation, but if you have been living under a rock during quarantine, otherwise you know that everyone is sort of having this thing about like... I'm not eating the way I should be. I'm probably drinking more alcohol. I might be exercising, but it's not maybe in the same way or the same intensity that uh, I that I have done before. And it's sort of worrying me. Am I ever going to get back to my body that I had before uh, quarantine? And you're not alone. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, according to a study, um, I'm just going to put quotes around study because James I'm just going to say <laughs> it's not you. necessarily super supportive of this study uh-huh. but nearly half of Americans are worried that they will never get their pre-quarantine body back when you're worried about getting that sexy back apparently a lot of people think that it will take them an average of eight weeks to look the way that they did prior to being in isolation and I think when it comes to this people are either going they've either gone one way or the other they've gone full They've gone the full enchilada, literally. They're like, I am not going to move. I'm going to drink heavily, eat cheese. I'm going to eat tacos and pizza. I want all of the things. I'm going to make bread every day. I'm just going to stuff my face until this is over. And then there are other people who are going... All right, you know what? I've I've got extra time. I'm going to finally take the time to work on my body and get into a real exercise routine. So, if you're not in one of those two schools or I mean depending on which school you're in, I feel like I'm actually working out more than I have been when I was having to spend two and a half hours in traffic every day. So it's actually been kind of nice for me, but I know you have been very busy with your dissertation. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, you, you make you bring up a really good point that there are some people, it's like we talked about before, Dr. Jen, people who are thriving during quarantine, sometimes they feel really bad about that. And I think the overall like popular message right now is like, oh my God, I've gained so much weight during quarantine. But there are some people like you, Allie, who have been like killing it, like working out, feeling pretty good you went to the farmer's market the other day like you're you're doing your thing and it's really really awesome but there are about 64 percent according to this survey uh of people have started to feel unhealthy in quarantine due to lack of exercise or poor eating choices however 64 percent of people surveyed also say that they have started at least to try to combat quarantine with uh, an in-home exercise routine so i do have to ask Allie, since you're like working out and whatever like what are you doing what ali tell us your secret i'm just doing what you and dr jenna told me to do and i got that damn peloton app that's all i've done <laughs> i don't have a peloton bike i don't have a treadmill or any of that stuff i'm just doing these like 30 minute at home workouts and I need them because I'm sitting so much. Mm. So all I need is 30, it's like between 30 and 50 minutes to just move my body. And I want to move my body more so now because I'm sitting and I'm in isolation. I'm not covering as much square footage as I used to. Right. So there's like a middle part of my day where I'm like, Oh my God, I need to get out and run for 20 minutes or I need to pick up this weight or hold this plank or whatever it is. And I, it's been, it's been helping give me some regularity to my, my day and to break it up. 
Yeah, which is, I mean, which is really nice. And and that, I think that also there's a big tie into our mental health as well. May is yeah. Mental Health Awareness Month. And so, you know, if you are feeling down in the dumps and not just like, I'm not talking about clinical depression necessarily, but if you're just kind of feeling down or feeling off or anxious or whatever, exercise and trying something new is a really great way to do it. The uh, most popular methods of working out, Allie, are uh, yours comes in second. The outdoor walks is number one from the survey. Number two is exercise apps. And then three are like uh, uh, health or exercise websites, of course, then online live streaming classes and pre-taped workout videos. So pull out that old Jane Fonda tape if you still yes. got a VCR because she's like 194 and <laughs> still looks great. Uh, and uh, and Brittany, too. Brittany should be our fitness motivation because she's been working out in quarantine for like 20 years. Yeah, despite her home gym being burned down. So break out those Tybo videos, everybody. Let's get Tybo, to it. Stop it. Sweating to the oldies. <laughs> drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject. It's Friday. <laughs> it's Allie Johnson and James Simmons. And of course, we have a beautiful face on Zoom in front of us right now. Jason Carter of The Young Turks, of RuPaul's Drag Grace. You can see his naked buns on that show, Entertainment Tonight, all over the place, CNN. And Jason Carter's always here now on Fridays to school us on entertainment. He is the PC police, the pop culture police. Jason, happy Friday. How's it going? Happy happy Friday, you guys. The classroom is open. Yes, God, <laughs> hunty. Just kidding. No, drag race is on tonight, so I'm trying to like channel my inner drag race. But a uh, huge week in news and pop culture. First up, Wendy Williams taking a break from the Wendy Williams show due to health reasons. We do know Wendy Williams suffers from Graves' disease, which is an autoimmune disease of her thyroid. And early this week, the Wendy Williams show posted to their Instagram that per doctor's orders, Wendy is taking a step back. So we won't be seeing her um, doing her show remotely from her home for a couple of weeks. This is kind of a long chain like or like a long line of things that have happened to Wendy Williams. You know, she's kind of had some some health issues over the years, but I really, I think the difference is this time she's being sort of like forthright about it, it feels like. Like she's saying like, mm-hmm. this is what's going on. I'm taking a break. I don't know how long it's going to be because the times in the past, it was like, oh, she's just, Wendy just like randomly disappeared. And then it was all these rumor mills and then all this stuff. And then she would like backtrack and it just seems sort of weird. So I feel like her PR machine at least has like gotten it together and they're like, Wendy's out. She has Graves disease. We'll let you know when she's coming back. Right. And you know, this is not the first time, as you said, she's taken a break earlier in 2018. She took a break for the same for her Graves disease. That's when we actually found out she had Graves disease. Um, also in 2019, we know that Wendy did a stint in rehab. And of course, was very vocal, very uh, transparent about that. Took a break and had a myriad of guest hosts on the show. And in addition to having Jerry O'Connell host for a good what six weeks in the summer while she was away. So I you know Wendy needs to do what she has, has to do. And in this time of of keeping it real. Who better to keep it real than Wendy Williams? So we wish her a speedy recovery. I think it takes a lot of guts to step away. I think in this industry, I mean, you know, you do a million different things all the time. It's a hustle, right? And to take a step back and say, no, I need to take care of myself. That's a tough thing to do. But if you don't do it, then you end up with a weird bulgy eye like Ryan Seacrest. And that's not healthy either. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's right. Right. You know, like we, you know, people are realizing that self-care and prioritizing your health is far more important than the likes, the clicks. And sometimes ratings you know so hey do what you gotta do ali you brought you brought up this ryan thing and i know we we uh maybe he wasn't gonna make our top five list of things we're talking about this week but i just have to say like i felt like this was news that speaking of pr machines they swept under the rug really quick because as a nurse practitioner and as a nurse being in the healthcare field for a very long time i will tell you that man was having a stroke last sunday <laughs> hey so you're like <laughs> uh, not a, a question transit, ischemic attack <laughs> exactly he i was like uh 
And they're like, nope, didn't have a stroke. Just kidding. Ha we're back. And then like Ryan's just like back to normal. So I just, I wanted to throw it out there. They're like, Ryan, I hope you are doing well. We love you. You like talk about hustle. Like that dude has like maybe the, the hardest hustle in the game right now. So we hope you're doing well. What about Jason Lana Del Rey's Instagram stroke? Oh, <laughs> no, that was dead on arrival. Allie, dead on arrival, okay? Um, Lana Del Rey took to her Instagram earlier this week to uh, call out people who have been criticizing her for glamorizing abuse. And she opens up this two-page, um, I guess, soliloquy saying, question for the culture. Now, with that said, the culture is something that people refer to, especially if you are a person of color, as the way you move through the world, your existence, your um, association with different types of POCs, right? She goes on to say, now that Doja Cat, Ariana Grande, Camilla, Cardi B, Kehlani, and Nicki Minaj, ooh, and Beyonce have had number ones with songs about being sexy, wearing no clothes, effing, cheating, etc. Can I please go back to singing about being embodied, feeling beautiful by being in love, even if the relationship is not perfect? She says that she is just a glamorous person singing about the realities of what we're all now seeing are very prevalent, emotionally abusive relationships all over the world. Now, this set off the Twitter, the Twitter trolls and people rightfully so were upset with the way she called out only women of color in the beginning of this post. Lana. And then, well, and then she goes, she starting it off with like question for the culture. Like that's so passive aggressively backhanded. Right. Like we've talked about Karen's a lot this week on the show. Like very that's Karen, basically Karen. like Karen going to Gelson's not wearing a mask. It's such a Karen <laughs> right. move to be like, listen, white lady, you don't get to say question for the culture. And then when you do say it, I get that you are being passive aggressive and backhanded and it's not cute. It is not a good look. And this is not the first time she has not been cute and not had a good look. Well, and some people also don't like we got the two sides to this right some people feel that lana definitely has the right to say her opinion of course she does and she has been vilified in the past for her the content in her body's work you know ultra violence this past album that was really good norman effing rockwell which is nominated for a grammy this year for album of the year but it's just in the way that she delivered this and also at the t- at the timing is very tone deaf and there could have been a better way to have articulated how she feels about herself being a victim of of constant scrutiny and also a victim of constant constant opinions about the content of her work. I just don't think she needs to bring in only women of color off the top and very powerful, very creative, very talented and and very, um, what's the word? Women who are doing a lot for the culture, if you will. So Lana, like they say, she should have kept that in the drafts and not press send. Yeah, I think it's definitely <laughs> a, a draft. It's definitely an open mic type situation, not a finished product. But I'm looking at people and it says that she's responded and said, quote, bro, this is sad to make that about women of color issue. When I'm talking about my favorite sit- singers, I could have literally said anyone, but I picked my favorite effing people. I don't care anymore, but don't ever, 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 bro, call me a racist because that is bull S. <laughs> this is modern right, day Karen. Right. You're right. This, this, is, modern, this is right. Yeah. Right. So, and Lana, who knows if she'll recover from this because people have canceled her. As much as I hate to say cancel, I think cancel culture is disgusting. Lana Ray still being canceled as we speak right now on Twitter. Just the tweets are are insane. But, you know, we live in an age now where you have to be very, very careful and mind your P's and Q's about what you put out there, especially when you are a celebrity and especially when you have millions and millions of people that hinge on your every word. And we love to tear, to build people up and we love to tear people down. That's just the way it works. So, Lana, try better, do better. <laughs> it's how we thrive. All right, we're going to come back <laughs> with Jason Carter. We have more to talk about Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga. 
I think they released a song. I'm not sure if you were listening yeah. last night on Channel Q. So we'll talk about that and Lori Lachlan when we get back. Drop the Subject returns. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject with Allie and James Simmons, nurse practitioner. And then we've got, of course, Jason Carter of CNN and Young Turks and Entertainment Tonight and RuPaul's Drag Race. We're talking about the PC police. He's the pop culture police. Jason is schooling us on all the things we missed this week in entertainment. Where are we going to next, Jason? Uh, it's been a great week in music, you two. Yes. First of all, let me start by saying that Mariah Carey finally put glitter on iTunes. Thank you, Mariah Carey. The lines are happy. But bigger <laughs> than that, more than that, Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga gave us probably the bop of the summer, starting off our Memorial Day weekend just right. Rain On Me is the new single from Lady Gaga's sixth studio album, Chromatica, which was supposed to bow earlier this spring. But of course, a little thing called COVID-19 put a wrench in all of our musical plans, especially for those trying to release music in the spring. And this song is, you know, I'm not really a fan of it. I, I think it's I think it's okay. I don't think it's Gaga's <sighs> best work, but it is a Bless great song. Me. A great song. I know. Bless How me. dare you? Where's your gay card? Turn it in. <laughs> I'm still right. waiting to get it from the unemployment office. I have never been a big Ariana Grande person. I just... Blasphemy! I know! Pass the torch! Um, but I've always been a huge, huge, huge Lady Gaga fan, and this song, I always love it when she goes back to the old school, I'm going to talk like this. I'm like, yeah! That's the old school Lady Gaga that I like. The Arianators and the Little Monsters probably are on board with that, Allie, because they are singing the praises of this, and you know, their friendship, what's really cool about this is that, you know, Ariana reached out to Lady Gaga, and Gaga says, she told um, Beats One Zane Low that she was so persistent in having a friendship, and realized that Gaga had been through so much pain, much like Ariana has. So it's, it's, it's like the universe collided to give us this yummy and delicious collab and duet. And the song, the re- go ahead, go ahead, James. Well, no, I just think it was, speaking of their relationship, I just, I, you know, in like learning more about their relationship, Gaga was, you know, having these moments where she's like, you know, I sort of didn't want to bring all this trauma and negativity in the relationship, something that Ariana was trying to keep like, like light and loving and wonderful. And so I wasn't returning her calls and I wasn't returning her texts and whatever, because I was feeling some sort of way. And I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. Lady Gaga's a real person just like me. You know, like it, it sort of like personalized both of them for me. A hundred percent. And that's why we love Gaga, because if you saw five foot two, hyper real no holds bar I mean we saw Gaga's boobies being sunbathed nipples and all I mean she just does not care and I think that also comes through in her music because what this is her sixth folding album 2008 we got the fame 2009 the fame monster 2011 born this way and in 2013 art pop and then joanne which was this very personal departure for gaga gone was the electro pop it was just it was more organic so we're seeing gaga return to her her origins if you will but with that said though is the music going to be good you know stupid love was the first single that bowed earlier this year kind of lukewarm album gets postponed then we get this so here's hoping that we get I don't know, a deeper, more evolved Gaga with Chromatica. And it bows May 29th, next Friday. So, hey, we don't have to wait till the end of the year to get it. She's saying, you're welcome, you guys. Here you go. Happy COVID summer. Well, I cannot wait for the gays to get a hold of the remixes of this because I already, I know oh you're a God. little bit it's lukewarm gonna so on fast. it. It's going to be so fast. There's going to be such I a catchy bass like, beat Literally by tonight, I think there's going to be like, <laughs> like every gay, Calvin Harris is probably working on it already. Yeah, like every, every gay, gay is going to be spinning every... to it on the Peloton. Right, exactly. Sure. Like remix this thing. But speaking of bows, another person who is taking her bow today. I guess you could call it a bow, maybe. I don't know. She's in this hour, I believe. So not only, by the way, do we have Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande's new song, Rain On Me, coming up later on this hour. So stay tuned. But also later on this hour, 
Lori Lachlan is pleading guilty uh, to being crazy. Yeah, uh, I'm Becky is full out crazy, you guys. But yes, today she's going to plead guilty <laughs> in a, via Zoom um, in a Massachusetts uh, state courtroom for her and her husband, Moscow Jr. Lee's involvement in the college admission scandal that rocked America. I sound like lifetime, <laughs> lifetime promo. Rocked America last yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> Lachlan is facing two months in prison and a $150,000 fine in two years supervised release with a hundred hours of community service for one count of conspiracy to commit wire and mail fraud. Now, Gia Newley, her husband, is, has agreed to five months in prison, a $250,000 fine, and two years of supervised release with 250 hours of community service because he has two counts against him, one to commit wire and mail fraud and another for honest services fraud. So, I mean, yeah, he has he's, he did a little bit more dirt, but good for them that they're finally coming clean. They should have came clean a long time ago, and I'm glad that they saw the light. Maybe they're co brain said you know what let's throw in the towel and call it a day so we can move on with their lives because they also have two children of course olivia jade and isabella that are involved in this in, in, as well and as much as people love to hate on becky and her husband we have to remember this is a family that's being ripped apart so hopefully they'll do their time which i don't think they're going to serve all that time i do think they're going to do all the community service and pay the fines but as far as being in prison i think they're probably going to get a lesser sentence in regards to the time served well i think it's nice of you to think that they've seen the light i think the light was really the lawyer saying we're out of options you should plead guilty. Um, but I think that it's going to be an interesting thing to see people like Massimo and Lori Lachlan picking up trash on the side of the L.A. freeway and doing that uh, com- community service. 100%. Well, here's the thing. Though, too, since Target dropped Massimo's line, they probably have tons of Massimo clothes they could pick up garbage in. Yeah. I mean, it's really good stuff. I was uh, kind of upset uh, that I, I couldn't get any more Massimo underwear. That stuff lasts a long time. They put <laughs> that stuff to last, you guys. Massimo was my jam. And now I feel guilty wearing it because it's like, am I Am I fraudulent? Am I am I am I manifesting a fraudulent fraudulent crime by wearing his underwear? I wonder this that. Is, so I've often this is out. exactly what you get with Jason Carter, the PC police on drop the subject. We go from people pleading guilty to college admission scams to long lasting underwear in, in a heartbeat. Yeah. This is brilliant. Jason, thank you so much again. As always, every Friday, he schools us. He polices us. He is the PC police. Jason Carter, where can the kids find you, by the way? In the street, picking up garbage. Yeah. No, they can find me on the Jason, at Jason Carter official on Instagram and JGC forever on Twitter. And also check out my show on Instagram, Jason Unleashed daily at talk with your favorite celebs and you guys have a great weekend happy memorial day happy memorial day we'll talk to you soon jason drop the subject the new channel q drop the subject presents news it or lose it News that are lose at time. That's right. Going into this holiday weekend, we have to give you three stories, possibly three. It's all up to James Simmons. He's the one making the decisions. That's how news that are lose it works. James, are you ready to make three of the biggest decisions of your life? As it should be. I should be the one making all of the decisions. I am ready. <laughs> Headline number one. Dolphins are bringing, quote, gifts ashore because they apparently miss humans visiting them. Oh, I feel like that's probably a load of crap, but let's listen to it. <laughs> Headline number two. Chris Pratt accidentally deletes 51,000 emails. <laughs> he probably should have done it already. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like we kind of know the story, though. Like, right? He just like, I'm going to lose it, but like. I mean, is that it? You just accidentally deleted it? Were they his emails? You have to news it or lose it to find out. I can't just answer these questions for you. Mm, fine, I'll news it. 
<laughs> Headline number three. Goldie Hawn is crying three times a day in quarantine. Yes, I love her. All you had to say was good and I was in. Ding. Three stories, Allie. Yeah, I love Goldie Hawn. Let's get into it. She went on Good Morning Britain with Susanna Reid and Piers Morgan. And... She said that she has been weeping on the daily as a result of the quarantine and the pandemic. She says, we are very lucky and I'm very grateful, but I do feel a tremendous angst and a tremendous sadness. I find every day I cry probably three three times a day because it hurts me to think that there is abuse going on, anger going on, and and this all has to do with confinement, fear, and uncertainty about what is going to happen. It's catastrophizing. Then she said, but... We are in a a rarefied world. She's speaking about her and her family. We have lovely houses and places to be. My family live very close, and we do a lot of social distancing. I think we love to hate on celebrities during this time, and I think that she's touching on something really important, which is we are lucky. We have a great situation. What's affecting me is the fact that people don't have that, and there are a lot of people that are in danger every day, and that's it, it is it's a catastrophic thing to think about when you really get into it. Yeah, I mean, it, it really can be something, and I, it says something about her that she is empathetic towards the position of other people so much so that it is causing her to be that emotional. So another uh, awesome check in the box for Goldie Hawn. I love her, and I feel like she never does. Like, why do I never hear interviews with her? Can we just be interviewing her all the time? I love. I just want uh, her to start speaking a lot. I know. She also. Uh, it does remind me of her very famous clip from First Wives Club. Oh, you think just because I'm a movie star, I don't have feelings? Well, you're wrong. I do have feelings. I'm an actress. I have. I have all of them. Oh my god! How did you have that right out of there? That's amazing. Uh, because I'm fast like that, and maybe I love Goldie Hawn. I have all of them. <laughs> I have all of them. That is one of my all-time favorite movies. Top five for sure. All right, let's talk about Chris Pratt and his emails. So yeah. there is a little bit more to this story. And it was top trending on Twitter yesterday. For anybody who thinks that celebrities are exempt from technology problems, this is for you. He, I, I guess his son was playing with his phone. And his phone has one of the most annoying... Th- like, people get really annoyed with this when you have a lot of unread emails in your inbox. Uh-huh. He has 38,000 unread... Or 35,000 unread emails. Oh, God. It makes it, me so anxious. <laughs> yeah. His son was playing with his phone and was, like, horrified by the amount of emails that he had that were unread. So he was like, so what I do is I sign up for everything. So he's explaining his out of control inbox. I'm one of those idiots Uh, who will do literally like any IQ test and blah, blah, blah. So he said that he went to go fix it and he accidentally, he deleted 51,000 of his emails and he emptied his entire inbox in the process of trying to clean up his inbox. So it was a major, it was a little technical error. But can you imagine if you're somebody like Chris Pratt, you probably have like, yeah, your dumb IQ tests and things like that, like anyone else. But you probably also have really important emails and documents and things that are about closing deals and you've deleted all of that and emptied your trash. Scripts and, and pitches and all that kind of stuff are just sitting in there that you need to get to and you just deleted all of them so sorry chris pratt but i'm sure that people will be reaching out to you regardless okay let's move on clean slate it's nice you know yeah it is must feel good a little panicky but good all right dolphins who frequent australia's tin can bay it's a popular tourist spot they usually get visited by tourists all the time and tourists usually feed them which i'm sure they're not supposed to do 
Uh, they have now taken to bringing gifts ashore, apparently missing the visitors who would normally be lined up to feed them before the coronavirus pandemic. What? The pod of humpback dolphins have brought sponges, barnacle-covered bottles, and fragments of coral to Queenland's Barnacles and Cafe and Dolphin Feeding in recent weeks. And they say, nothing surprises me with dolphins and their behavior anymore. They do everything. They use tools. They have culture. They have something similar to names and signature whistles. And in all likelihood, they probably don't miss humans. They probably just miss a free meal. They're probably also just giving us gifts to thank us for staying away. Yeah. <laughs> I know. They're like, I love that people are like, they miss us. It's like, no, no they don't miss no, us at all. At all. Pretty sure dolphins hate us. I don't blame them. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Wow. Welcome back to Drop the Subject with Allie and James. And, you know, one of the reasons I love working in radio is that you get to hear fresh, brand new music like Rain On Me by Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga. I think the kids would say, James, that it is a bop. It, the kids are saying it is a bop. I Even they're saying this beat slaps. Oh, that's right. I forgot. About. <laughs> that is also another one that the youngsters are using. No, honestly, seriously, I like am totally feeling this song. We started playing it last night on Channel Q and we've played it a lot since then. And I have listened to probably every single time I have already downloaded it. I'm already coming up with like, OK, who do I want to remix this song? Because I mean, I love love the original. I feel like it's a little bit of a Gaga throwback, right? Yes, and I do. Then we were talking about that with Jason Carter, but I like that kind of old school La da Galaxy when you're like just weird Gaga stuff where she's like, I'm in another universe and you're like, yeah, great. Go for it. <laughs> I know. It's so awesome. And it's just like, <laughs> and even Ariana like keeps it a little bit light. I sort of like that they both have gone a little bit deeper recently and then now there's coming back up light. And then, I mean, they are, this was... Don't get it twisted, everybody. This was a very, very calculated move on their part. Even with COVID, even with mm -hmm. uh, Gaga's album sort of being like held, they were like, we are going to release this song right before Memorial Day. It is going to be the song of the summer. And I, I guarantee you, give it seven days, all the remixes are coming out. Yeah, no, definitely. It's and it, it's. I think we all needed it at this point. And when you think of these collaborations, people expect a lot, especially when it's such a high profile person as somebody like Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. And so to have it actually deliver is always. You're like, all right, that that's nice. Um, and I, I think that, it, it, of course, you're right, James, where it has a lot more meaning behind it. You know, Lady Gaga talking about how it, she was using alcohol to numb herself and that reflects itself in the song. So well done, Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. I'm sure it's not the last time you're going to hear it on this station. All right. Uh, young people watching old movies. It's time to assign Jesse a new movie. What did we have him watch this past weekend again? It was um, uh, uh, Office Space. Office space, yeah. of course. Yeah, we went uh, nice classic comedy. I'm gonna need you to go ahead and go ahead and um, uh, watch that movie coming on Saturday. Yeah, we're gonna need you. By the way, Jesse, we're gonna need you to come in all weekend. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks. There, there were more. <laughs> there were. Yep, thanks. There were more suggestions as far as a new movie to assign. Citizen Kane. That's always a good oh, wow, one. Yeah. And. That was a sign from a former producer, Justin. That's Ginger Justin suggesting that. So I'm taking that into account. 
Jaws, The uh, the Exorcist, Pre- Predator, yes. or Event Horizon. <gasps> These are all great kind of creepy, suspenseful movies. Who said that? Because Event Horizon That's- is one of my favorite movies of all time. Whoever wrote that is my new best friend. Hey, it's Santa. He is your new best friend. Congratulations. Uh, right, yeah, you win. Congratulations. It's Friday. You've won a big James's new best friend. Event Horizon is so freaking good. I think we talked about this when we were talking about the alien thing or whatever. Like Event Horizon is like the new alien and whatever and stuff and Lawrence Fishburne. And ah, it's great. I have not seen. I, don't, I mean, if I've seen it, I cannot remember. So maybe I will watch. This is always helpful for us to figure out what we want to watch over the weekend. Dr. Strangelove is another one that's been responding. So I think that we can go kind of suspenseful, creepy, yeah, old school horror movie. But I, I think because we gave him a more modern movie this past weekend, we got to go old. You know, it is young people watching old movies. After all, Jesse, I believe, is 17 years old. So uh-huh. we have to give him something that way, way, way predates his existence. So I'm trying to think of what in the horror hmm. realm that would be. Nosferatu, the original. Like, oh, like yeah. Where it's like grainy as right, yeah. There's actually no sound or speaking. Um, all right, I'm I'm down with you. I'm down. There's like there's Psycho. There's like the original Texas Chainsaw Ooh. Massacre. You know, oh man. Oh wow. Should we go 70s slasher or why don't we go to Psycho because Psycho is that's like the the 60s. That's 1960s. Yeah. If you have Jesse, have you ever seen Psycho? By the way. No, he's shaking his head. No, no. shaking his uh, head. Do you know who Alfred Hitchcock is? Mm, he's doing that half, half meh, meh face. thing. Wow. Okay, all right. Well, then. Mm. Draw his silhouette right now. <laughs> Ready? Go. You should at least be able to do that. He's so skinny. Or Perry Mason's. But the, you can. Listen, you. if you don't know who Alfred Hitchcock is, this this movie also changed all kinds of different things about cinema and how we handle horror movies and what horror movies do at box offices and all of this stuff and all weird relationships with our moms. So, like, yeah, I feel like Psycho's it, Allie. Yeah, okay. So, Psycho is your new movie assignment, and it does have a great soundtrack since you're a musicologist. You will like that. Uh, young people watching old movies, that's Jesse's homework over the weekend. We're going to go ahead and need him to do that on Saturday. Saturday. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, it is time to have a little fun here on Drop the Subject. That's right. It's about time you have a little bit of fun. It's been blah, 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 boring, boring, boring up <laughs> boring until now. damn coronavirus. And our show is never fun. We never have, we never try anything new or unique or interesting or fun. And uh, you know what? We deserve it. We, we just, I just started to have fun. Okay. You guys like life is really hard right now. I thought you were pulling your shirt up. You're at a desk, but it looked like you were pulling your shirt up just randomly being like, I deserve it. I was like, whoa. Uh, All right. We're going to play a game. uh, Let's face it. Everyone's buying everything online right now. Nobody, we've talked about it earlier in the week. People aren't going to stores anymore. And I think people are going to be buying online more than ever. It's like Black Friday every single day. So we thought we'd have a little fun with some of the lesser known things on the web with dark fry, uh, dark, dark web prices, right? I'm like dark Friday, <laughs> dark Friday, uh. <laughs> dark web prices, right? will be hosted by none other than our producer, Jesse Blackburn. Hey, 
I hope now see I'm I'm gonna do this is the next Alex Trebek right the next Alex Trebek I'm doing the music just to remind him to put the music in (laughs) this is where I'm gonna do your job for you Jesse because I know it's hard to produce and host Mm -hmm. so (laughs) that's how it goes ring a bell okay Jesse I want you to uh, to host this game flawlessly. We are going to be two contestants on the dark web prices, right? Some of these items are creepy, they're obscure, they're strange, but you can buy them on the internet and we will guess the prices of those items. Take it away. All right. So we have three items for you today. The closest to the bid without going over wins the item. Item number one <laughs> is an elbow. And for reference, <laughs> like it, like an actual elbow yes, on the black market, uh-huh. an Wait, elbow. like a human, like a dead human elbow. Yes. I mean, is the is the person dead already, or they're gonna get you your elbow of choice? It comes in a little cooler. No. And you open it, and there's a little elbow in there. And for reference, the whole arm, including the elbow, forearm, will will, will cost you six hundred dollars. That's it for a whole arm. Yes. So okay. I need the price of the single elbow. Okay. I'm sorry. Price of an elbow. How are there human body parts for sale on the dark oh, web? Can you we... don't even know James the half of it. I, I mean, okay, this is going to be all an education for I me. I just slip a nurse to 50 and... I mean, I, I better, it better not be a nurse or just 50. But I mean, whoa, whoa. I know this is supposed to be a game, but we are selling human... I did not... I thought the first thing was going to be like some weird... You know, like the like the a piece no. of the car from Princess Diana's crash. No, you know? no, no, like, no, no. This is... There's this some is weird Friday. stuff. This is Dark Web. Dark Web Friday. I am so not for... Okay, I don't like this game but i'm gonna say um i'm gonna say well do i have to go first or does Allie? because that'll i'll go first i'll go first you go first okay i'm gonna say elbow okay whole arm was 600 so i'm gonna go 150 on the elbow that's my that's my bid 150 jesse all right james closest whoever gets closest without going over the elbow is a pretty intricate part of the arm i mean you don't have much going on if you don't have an elbow so i think it's going to be a little bit more i'm going to say 208 (gasps) <gasps> 208 okay actual retail price is two hundred dollars oh i went yes! over. dang it oh <laughs> i should have went 199 you never go Allie, over congratulations you rent you want you've won a brand new elbow um have fun with that thank you your, <laughs> thank you so much your second your second item up for bid is a gram of cocaine okay all right you can buy drugs on the um, dark web i know okay. you can okay you know what you guys did not tell me that the game was going to be like all illegal and weird this is not the movie seven what is going on here no a gram of cocaine gets you a heart attack hanny we're not okay. buying any of that <laughs> that's not the question James. i mean is it is it is it the good stuff though i'm just saying uh- like, <laughs> it, it's would, dark web stuff. I would imagine if it's dark web stuff, it's pretty good. Okay. Uh, you said a, how much a gram? One gram. See, I don't know what? these prices uh, at all. I can't. Um, you go first on this one. <laughs> I do not. Oh, I have to go first on this one? Mm-hmm. Dang it. I do not. Okay. For the record, no one told me the dark web <laughs> price is right. Was this awful? Um, okay. So. Just wait for the showcase showdown. <laughs> just wait to the showcase showdown. I don't want to win. I don't want to win. I don't want to win. Uh, okay. A gram of cocaine on the dark web probably being good stuff. I don't know what drugs go for these I know. days, kids. Yeah. I don't, I'm going to say a gram. That's kind of a lot. Right. Uh, I, 1100? 
Wow. Okay, I'm going to go $1, Jesse. One dollar. <laughs> $1 will get it because it's $60 a gram. Oh, 60 Oh, okay. See, I don't know how much you'll get it. It's like, I mean, if this is some good stuff, if you're having to go on the dark web just to find cocaine, it had better be some, like, the most amazing. No, you should not be doing this, by the way. Uh, I don't, okay. Uh, this is why I have a job, by the way. This is why and, I have a and job. And your, your third item is going, going to be... Um, I want the price in dollars, but okay. their payment is only through Bitcoin and it's for a low level hitman. <gasps> oh, St- stop it. This is not a thing. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> Ali has been watching too much no, GD forensic files and Jeez. influencing producer Jesse behind my back. Uh-huh. I am only a guest of this show. I am not responsible for the content, <laughs> by the way. I will take the credit for Maskiyoki Gate. I will not take the credit for Dark Web Prices Right. I'm going to say a low level hitman is also $1,100. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go higher, Jesse. I'm going to say low-level, low-level hitman is going to run you at least 3000 Well, a high-end hitman may be as high as $100,000. You could find hitman on the web for as low as $5,000. Whoa. Oh, Allie, you're going again. to the showcase Feel showdown. Yes, I'm going to the showcase showdown. Really? Elbows in my future. Boom. I think it's really telling that Allie is the one going to the showcase showdown <laughs> on Dark Web, Dark Friday, awful Price is Bright madness. Continues next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to the Dark Web Price is Right. I have earned myself a place in the showcase showdown. This is all things that you can buy on the deep web. And I I don't think that we realized how sweet and innocent James was until now, but he had no idea about the things that you can buy on the internet. You can definitely buy, you know, human meat. You can buy all kinds of weird stuff online. Did you say human meat? Yes. No, I don't. Yes. I am not. No, come on. No, really. I thought this whole dark web was like they made it up. It was just a commercial <laughs> on on ADT to get me to sign up for their security services or whatever. They're like, they, people can find your the code for your home on the dark web. I'm like, whatever. The dark web doesn't exist. The dark web for me is like when I'm like spend a little bit too much time on Pornhub. I feel like right. I'm being so bad. It's just but, night mode. Right, right. <laughs> the dark web is for me is like, yes, my Instagram is black now instead of white. What? I cannot even handle that Jesse, by the way, is going to get locked up by the FBI for even finding these things on his computer on the dark web. I am so completely mortified right now that you also got the closest to a human part. Body an elbow. Part, yep. An elbow. I, I've won an elbow. If, if you're keeping track, I have won an elbow. So this is the best game I've ever done. El- <laughs> an elbow, a gram of cocaine, and a low-level hitman. I have those three things in my you basket. Have those three things, and and now you're going to go to the showcase showdown. I just, for the record, dropped the subject, listeners. I just wanted to be known that I'm the guy who like knows history. Like I knew that it was 1984 that whatever movie came out or whatever. Right. And Allie is killing it, killing it right With now. Elbow prices. With All right. Elbow cocaine and hitman prices <laughs> jesse what is my showcase sh- what is what is my showcase that i will be bidding on today in dark web prices right all right your so your showcase is a exotic animals theme <gasps> you have one ringtail lemur <laughs> one first generation bangle and some raccoon babies Oh my god! I can start my own zoo! Wait, that's the icing on the cake of the exotic animals as raccoon babies? You can get those in my backyard right now. Like, no, I feel like if you're gonna go ringtail lemurs, 
I think they are also endangered, just like a Bengal tiger, by the way. So two endangered animals, and then you're going to top it off with some baby raccoons. Okay, so we've got one ringtail lemur. Yes, I I saw a, a ringtail lemur when I was um, on my honeymoon in Thailand, and we were like, "What is?" We saw it on the street, and we were like, "Oh my god, what is that?" And she was like, "It's a lemur," and it was so freaking cute. And then we went home and looked it up, and we were like, "Oh no, this is bad." Like we didn't know. And yes, that being said, this is all bad. But I must. I must make a bid. Okay. Must not be that bad. You should have just rattled it off. You're like, really, James? 1100 for some cocaine? Girl, that stuff is $59.99. And Justin's like, $60. All right. A ringtail lemur. All right. I, I don't know how much people would pay. Do you know if the tiger is baby or, or adult? It is a baby. A ba- Okay. So baby, all of them are babies. Baby ringtail, baby tiger, baby raccoons. Yes, they're all babies. Oh, that you, makes it even worse. Super cute. <laughs> Snatching them from the loving arms and protective cover of their parents. Oh my gosh! Allie's like, well, yeah, we just we we did this I last mean, year. Am I supposed to cuddle an adult right. lemur? Oh, okay, and how many how many raccoon babies? Two. You, got, oh, you get two. a couple of okay. babies. Okay. All right, I'm going to say for the entire package, the Menagerie <laughs> Starter Kit on the dark web is going like to be $6,000. $6,249, Jesse. All right. So, for the Ringtail Lemur, that is going to cost you around $1,500. <gasps> okay. Okay. For the Bangle, that's going to cost you around $2,000. Okay. okay. So, so, so far, you're at yeah. $3,500. Yep. And for the two raccoon babies, no. that's going to cost you $600. No! I went over! Yeah, $4,100. Sorry, Allie, you're over. Damn Four th- I thought you said 6500 I said $6,249, I think. Yes, and it was so, you're, so it's 4000 I went over. No, I oh, said you went 6, over. Oh, that's right. Yeah. See, I don't even know how to play the damn game. I get so <laughs> kid kerfluffered by the dark webness of it all. I can't even play the... Where's Bob Barker? Bob Barker did not authorize this, by the way. R.I.P. Wait, no, is he still alive? I don't remember. You, James, don't worry. Even though you lost in dark web prices, right? You have uh, taken home as a cancellation prize a bag of human toenails. Congratulations. (laughs) This has been dark web prices, right? Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James Simmons on this lovely Friday and... Let's, you know, everybody is doing Zoom. Everybody is showing off parts of their apartments, of their houses, of their backyards. And let's face it, we're all judging each other. Am I wrong? <laughs> nope, not Yeah, at all. so especially if you, you know, go on Zoom with somebody and they're, even if they're just in a dark corner where they, you can literally see nothing but the corner of a room, you're like, what are you hiding? But then if they have every single inch of their living room available to you, you're like, all right, let me go comb through everything that I'm seeing. And then, you know, what, what, what is that there? Why is that there? What is that? Is that a box of tampons? What's going on? You know, you're always trying to figure out and judge what you're Uh seeing. So it's kind of a lose, lose, but the important thing is that we all win when Jeannie Mose covers it. Jeannie Mose, a reporter on CNN. <laughs> she, we, we sure, sure do. do. And Jeannie Mose best. That's what I always say. So she is covering this very thrilling story about why and how celebrities are being judged on their Zoom backgrounds and their homes. Take a listen. Whether it's a cat on a weather forecaster's lap. That is a big cat. 
or wallpaper. At home. So loud it makes your head hurt. These dispatches from home give viewers plenty to read into. There you got the books. You seem very smart. We're going for a prison library. Even a prison library wouldn't put up with Bill Crystal's messy books. All right. So I think that the main thing that people are being criticized on when it comes to really rich celebrities is the library, because that's such a go to when you think of how you're going to show off your like, okay, you're a celebrity, you're going, I don't want to show them my bedroom, I don't want to show them my bathroom, those intimate places, right? So I'm going to go for the guest room slash library. And then if you don't have your books organized properly, or if they're too organized, you're going to get criticized on that. Well, right. I think that's the whole thing, too, is when it, you're like, this is a little too staged. It's just like a little too perfect for me. But I, I don't know. I'd like to see people's personality a little bit in their background. But if Billy Crystal has literal books falling out of his shelves because they're so you're like, <laughs> well, that's the kind of person you are. And and you're like, on one hand, uh-huh. you think it's endearing because you're like, well, Billy Crystal has a kind of like Matthew McConaughey too. his office was a damn mess. He had a fax machine from the 80s. It was like, what are you doing? But then it's also kind of relatable because you're like, well, he's not just getting a maid to clean everything for him, right? Right. Like he's like an actual person. I, I did say uh, or think, you know, the last week, the uh, graduation, everyone graduate together thing where Barack Obama spoke. I thought he had the most perfect background ever. Like I was like, this cannot actually be his home or if it is, they brought in like a professional, like he was so, everything was symmetrical. It was the exact right amount of stuff on the shelves, but not not too much, not too little. It wasn't like too plain, but it wasn't too, I don't know. It was just crazy. And I was like, of course, of course, Barack Obama has the most Finds perfect, the perfect medium. Look at that. Color-colored yeah. books. Hmm. What should I read tonight? How about something blue? A Chicago weatherman was caught reading with his hairy knee exposed, nabbed at home, wearing shorts. Try to get to Paul in just a little bit, and we'll be uh, right back. (laughs) So that's the other thing that's been great about all of this is when you get the reporter no pants situation, which has been happening more and more frequently. It's that or like toddler hilariously interrupts or dog hilariously interrupts. It's either a hairy knee, a dog or a cat or a baby. Or in, you know, that same station in Sacramento that had the camera guy who got in trouble because he swore so much, that same station a few weeks ago also had a woman reporting about hair products in her bathroom while her husband was in the shower that you could see his <laughs> no. naked body in the reflection of ah, the mirror. you gotta love mirrors so, right now. They're doing us so many yeah. favors. Aren't they? And viewers aren't just watching. Room Raider at Rate My Skype Room is judging. It's unhinged. The Room Raider gave Tom Friedman's backdrop four out of ten, saying it's like Panic Room meets After Hours Club. So now there's a Twitter handle called Room Raider, and they rate the Skype or Zoom (laughs) background of the celebrity in question. Oh, just a little something fun to do. Now, I I do feel like there's things you can do, even if you don't have a really lovely background, there's so much you can do to improve it. And I just want to tell the whole world, like, just everyone, cameras should never look at you from the bottom up, like down looking up. Like, you should never be lower than the camera. The camera should always be at least at, like, 
face level or even preferably just slightly higher and tilted down towards you. I'm so tired of seeing the bottom of everyone's chins and no one looks good that way. And also maybe it's because I'm tall, but I'm just not used to seeing people like from the chin up. So like put your computer on a couple of books or something, prop it up a little bit. I promise you it'll, it'll you'll look so much well, better. Well, I, I, I apologize to anyone that I have been on a Zoom with where the bottom of my chins were exposed, but the thank you to Jeannie Moe. <laughs> 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 outside to clown around, but even outside isn't safe. It's not exactly clear. <laughs> A little windy out here, Andrew. <laughs> oh, we give the lights a 10 for falling so symmetrically. All right, Jeannie Mose, and we got to go. We'll be right back with more Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Well, trouble in paradise, it would seem, if you head on over to Twitter. Uh, this was starting yesterday. Uh, Donald Trump was getting very... Uh, he, there were some very combative words being spoken about Fox News, which is just so interesting because usually everyone would just assume and agree that they're in bed together. But what was he saying, James? It was like Fox News is doing nothing to help Republicans and right. and him I mean, get reelected. He's just not even being like sort of hiding the fact that Fox is like the the propaganda machine that he would hope it would be and that they're very, very far right leaning. And, you know, he's like, many will disagree, but Fox News is doing nothing to help Republicans and me get reelected in November. He surely goes on and he goes on to talk about how there are some great people on Fox, but that they also have some real, quote, garbage littered all over the network. So now he's call, calling human beings garbage like Juan Williams, Schumerite, Chris Hahn is what he calls Chris Hahn, Richard Goodstein, Donna Brazil, Neil Cavuto. He's like, they're all talking about Democratic speaking points. They're lying. All of the good is nullified. The net result equals bad exclamation point. CNN and MSDNC, which is what the right wing likes to call MSNBC, are all in for the do nothing Democrats. Fox was great. How about Man, that? I wonder who pissed him off because it just seems like they... It, it was like they would react like anything he's he said, like they're very much controlling the narrative and, and they would, you know, when when Biden stuff was happening, it was like all this all day. And then, you know, whenever Trump does something bad, they don't talk about it. And so it's kind of interesting. I wonder what went wrong. Someone's a little well, butt he, hurt. Yeah, he definitely was like Neil Cavuto was sort of battling with him earlier in the week as well about like you know, hydroxychloroquine and like, it doesn't work. Like our president should not be touting a drug that hasn't been proven and actually has been proven to be harmful and whatever. And at that point, like Trump had sort of have it, had it and he was already sort of kind of talking some mess about Fox news. And then it's just completely escalated throughout the week. Well, yeah, I mean, Hey, you know, he is somebody who, as soon as you do jump ship, you're, you're either on the boat or you're off of it. And as soon as you, and like the boat continues to go like down these scary paths where it's like rip touring rap rapids. And it's just like, um, I don't know if this is great. I think I might want to get off. And they're like, you traitor. It's like, no, but this is no, I can't do this anymore. Right. So, right, right. I mean, if even Fox news is getting off that boat, you're like, man, things are bad. Um, all right, it's time to share with you the nominees for this week for Gayest News Headline of the Week. That's right, we always are looking all over the internet for things to talk about, of course, because we put on a daily radio show and we need to find some crap to talk about, right? And sometimes those headlines, they sound pretty gay. They don't intend to be gay all the time, but they sound really gay, which means 
They go into the gay news headline pile, and we have four nominees that we bring you every week that you can vote on. On Sunday and Monday, since it's a holiday weekend, we'll put those up for your voting pleasure. We will announce the winner on Tuesday. Let's go through the nominees, shall we, James? Tuesday, we shall. Nominee for Gayest News Headline, number one. Man feeling fine after being impaled by Rod. Ah, it's hard to feel fine after being impaled by Rod, whether that's a, an object or a person. Are okay. you sure? Are you sure about that? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and guess. Yeah. Are Headline sure? number two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Meatpacking safety recommendations are largely unenforceable. Oh, oh, I got some meatpacking safety recommendations. <laughs> oh, good. That, Ask the NP about your meatpacking recommendations. That I, yep, definitely. I read them once in a book when I visited a meatpacking plant. Yep. Uh, headline number three, colleague's finger billionaire. Oh, yeah. That usually happens. I, I mean, we're trying to change the, the culture here, but point, it still happens. Yeah. Uh-huh. Headline number four, five common carpet care myths. Oh, oh, wow. There's that many. I know a thing or two about these. For carpet? I, there are. Yes. And oh. less is not more. That's one of the myths. Less is not. Oh, oh my. Okay, so we are de- we're dealing with shag carpets. That mm, Oh, yes, uh, yeah. 70s shag carpeting, never a good thing. Uh, good. Uh, oh, no, that is a good thing. That's what less is more means. Okay, those are the four headlines, and that is what, we will be, uh, what will be available for voting. More drop the subject. When we return, what do we have on deck? Let me just look at the old... Ooh, Dr. Jen. That's right. We're going to talk about finances affecting your relationship because let's face it we are all facing some strains right now financially how to not cause a breakup over money that's what we'll get into next with uh, on drop the subject with dr jen drop the subject the new channel q welcome back it's drop the subject it's Allie and james simmons and we're talking to dr jen our favorite licensed psychotherapist because of course, we all need her more than ever. And we thought that we would focus this week, Dr. Jen, on something that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I always hear about is the number one fight that couples have. Absolutely. You know, look, money is a hot button for most couples. And there was a report that came out by the Utah State University that found that Couples who disagree about finances once a week were over 30% more likely to get a divorce than mm. those who are disagreeing about money matters fewer, uh, who reported disagreeing about money matters a few times a month. So money mm. is definitely something that can shake up a marriage, can end a relationship. And right now, especially when people are experiencing more financial problems than ever before. Well, I was I was going to say, I mean, right now, everyone's money situation is totally fine during COVID, right? Everyone's no one's stressed. No one has any like additional, you know, worries at all. Everyone's yeah, we got working. Our checks, James. Yeah, no, nobody's getting furloughed. No, we're all good. <laughs> every, every, everything's fine. No, in all honesty, I mean, we probably should not make light of these things, but sometimes you have to laugh a little bit. But OK, we are in an otherworldly once in a generation, once in a lifetime sort of level of stress. And a lot of that for some people, even if they have not been sick or been around anybody that's been sick or known anybody that's been sick, they are 
feeling the impact of their finances tremendously. And so I'm asking you the largest question ever, right? But let's kind of start with the first step of not letting your current financial situation caused by COVID-19 to influence your relationship in a negative way? One of the things I'm recommending to a lot of my clients right now, and I have plenty of clients and not to mention friends and people I'm close to who have been furloughed or taken pay cuts or hadn't been axed or their companies have gone under is that you have to take it one day at a time, sometimes one hour at a time, sometimes one minute at a time. And you have to Mm. ask yourself questions like, do I have food that I can eat right now? Do I have a roof over my head? Do I have a blanket that can keep me warm? Like really basic questions because what happens is we tend to, what makes us the most anxious is we project into the future. You may have a refrigerator that has food in it today. You may have a roof over your head, but we start to catastrophize and we go, a month from now, I'm not going to be able to pay my rent or I'm not going to have food or I'm not going to... We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what checks are going to be coming in from the government. We don't know what unemployment is going to be coming. We don't know you know, what relative may pass away and leave us money, God forbid, but we just don't know. Our future is very uncertain. So we really have to work on living in the moment. And of course, you want to problem solve. Don't get me wrong. We have to problem solve and look at, okay... Are there other jobs that are available? Yes. Right now, people are are getting laid off left and right. And at the same time, there's still companies that are looking for people, especially in very specific categories, especially if you are willing to do deliveries, if you're willing to do those kinds of services, there is a demand for a lot of people. So we really have to kind of stay in the moment as best as we can. Now, what about when it comes to, say, you started off in the relationship with one person earning earning more than the other, and then the dynamic totally switches as a result of this or any other big life change, and say that starts to have a negative effect on the relationship. What do you advise people do in that situation? That is huge. And what most people don't realize is the extent to which money is power in a relationship. And that when you go into a relationship and one person is earning more than the other, and that shifts... It is a massive change in power dynamics in the relationship that is going to have repercussions and is going to have an adjustment period and it's going to require the two of you to actually process it and talk through it. So many people are losing their jobs where people who were the primary breadwinners in a relationship are now not or are are completely out of work and earning nothing and needing the help of their partner. So it's, it's a massive shift and it's very important to be able to talk about what does this mean? How are we going to handle this? Is this a loan? Is this a gift, you know, how are we working this out if we are helping our partner, our partner is helping us. I think that's such an uh, an interesting point too. And in, in my own personal relationship, the financial dynamics have shifted sort of several times and they are like any relationship, they're sort of a cause for concern. But I just, it does remind me that I'm so blessed and thankful every single day that we both right now, at least have jobs. We're both still making money. You know, we both, both of these things are still happening. So we definitely have um, some more questions for you though, Dr. Jen, because this is a really complicated sort of nuanced situation and issue for a lot of folks who are struggling financially during COVID-19. We are on with our favorite Dr. Jen Mann. This is Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject, the new Channel Q. 
Welcome back to Drop the Subject with Allie and James. And we're talking to licensed psychotherapist Dr. Jen Mann, who can be found at Dr. Jen Mann with two N's on Jen and two N's on Mann. We're talking about money problems. There are a lot of financial stressors right now for a lot of people, and it can have a strain and an effect on all of our relationships. One thing that I wanted to ask you specifically about Dr. Jen was budgeting. Say you're just trying to tighten the purse strings a little bit. You don't know, you know, maybe maybe you have taken a pay cut. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you're just trying to plan ahead. What if you and your partner are on completely different pages about how to budget And how do you kind of navigate getting on the same page with that? Well, first of all, you got to hope that before you combined finances in any way, you had some serious sit down discussions. And if you haven't had them, then it's time to sit down with them. And if it's such a hot button that you guys can't have a productive conversation, then you need to bring in a therapist, a mediator, an accountant, a family friend who you both trust someone who you both respect the way they handle their finances or works in the business that's a friend of yours. But you may need a neutral person to help the two of you to have a conversation. And if you guys are very private about money, you don't have to discuss the numbers so much as who's making what decision, what percentage of of what income is going towards what. But a lot of the time, we need help from other people having these conversations, but they have to be had. Too often, couples kind of get caught up in the romance of a relationship. But as relationships become more serious, especially as we move in together, we get engaged, we get married, we are combining our finances to a large degree. And we can't do that effectively without having some serious, not so romantic conversations that people oftentimes try to avoid, but they have to be had. Hot button topic. That is definitely another one of those that has to be had, right? That we have to talk about these things. But have you, do you notice, Dr. Jen, in your practice, uh, couples who do not fully merge their finances and have everything completely shared have sort of a different relationship and perspective towards money in their relationship versus couples who sort of keep things pretty separate and then just like jointly pay the mortgage or jointly pay the, you know, babysitting bill or whatever. You know, I do see couples who keep it a hundred percent separate, more so with married couples. Cause I think that there are a lot of people who live together and they say, you know what, look, until we're married, we're not going to buy finances and to me that that makes a lot of sense for a lot of people but once you're married if there's no joint account whatsoever a lot of the time what i hear from couples in those situations is you know i can't believe we've been married for 10 years and we still are splitting the mortgage or you know i'm paying for the groceries and he's paying for the gas and electric and i do think that there oftentimes is resentment what i always recommend for couples that there is a joint account that both people contribute towards and have a conversation, whether it is everybody put in 50% of their paycheck into that account, or everybody put in a set amount of money, but something that feels fair to both people that you pay all of your joint expenses from. I do think that couples should have some separate money. I think that when you buy one another a birthday present, let's say you want to surprise your partner, they shouldn't be able to see every single penny that you spend. And we also should be able to have a little bit of discretionary income that if you want to have a splurge is not going to create resentment with your partner that if you're like, Oh, you know what? I have a couple hundred dollars in the bank and I really want to buy those shoes. You can do it without your partner being like, you spent our rent check on what? Mm -hmm. So it's important to have a, some combo finances, but also to have some independence financially. I mean, I love this 
sort of what you're saying about this, having separate finances and that there's a resentment in there, particularly when, you know, I feel like one individual could be a lot more stressed about what's going on in the world of COVID right now. Totally. And the yeah. other person is like, my job's cool. I'm secure. So I'm going to go order those new shoes online. And then all yep. of a sudden what happens is like packages start showing up from Amazon or Nordstrom's or whatever. And you're like, why are you buying things? We're all going to lose our jobs. Like it's a pandemic. You know, I think it's very interesting that those, those dynamics start to come into play because of this pandemic, even if both parties are working and financially still stable. And you bring up a great point, which is about people's conceptualization of finances and scarcity versus abundance and saving versus spending. And these are all really important things to talk about before taking some serious steps like moving in together, getting engaged, getting married. And again, all too many couples don't have these conversations until they're way too far in and it's causing conflict. Well, yeah. And I'm sure so much of it is rooted in how you were raised, right? You look at your finances based on how your family spent money or didn't spend money. And so that definitely has an effect. Well, Dr. Jen, of course, we could talk to you for hours, but we must let you go. You are a very busy woman and you're probably (laughs) writing many books. And have you written any, how many new books have you written since this time? I haven't written any new books. (laughs) I've written a lot of new columns for InStyle magazine. New one comes out. They're keeping me very busy. Oh, good. Okay, go to InStyle.com and you can always find Dr. Jen's uh, hump day articles and anything Dr. Jen related at DrJenMan.com. We'll talk to you next week, Dr. Jen. Sounds great. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents... News it or lose it. Drop the subject. It is Friday, the Friday before Memorial Day. It's a long weekend. We really appreciate and love that y'all have stuck with us this afternoon. It's been such a fun day so far. And uh, of course, it is that time in the show before we get out of here. One last news it or lose it. I have three headlines. Allie Johnson, you have a binger, banger, dinger, clanger. Ah, I think that's the best one all week, Allie. Way to mm. save it for Friday. Good job. Uh, we're got- why I save the best for last. Very good, Vanessa. You know, I met her on a cruise <laughs> and she sprayed me with a water hose. It was fantastic. <laughs> She's a very, very lovely person, by the way. She's hysterical. I'm, I'm All of that checks out. I don't have any questions. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, all right, done. That's, that's the story. <laughs> now um, I know that. Uh, Very good. So I've got our headlines are kind of all over the place today. Uh, Headline number one. This was from earlier this week. Hungary bans legal recognition of transgender people. Oh, come on. No, I don't want to end the week like that. Do you? you, Is it? All right. Is it important? I mean, yes, it's important. We'll lose it. (laughs) Right. Well, I'll I'll do it quickly, though, because there's not a lot. Well, there's a lot, but whatever. Okay. next. Abby Wambach's partner can't decide what's for dinner and it's destroying her. Oh, yes. I, you know, this is something that's very relatable to a, like, a lot of couples, but especially because it's a lesbian story, you know I got to news it. Boom, boom, boom. Plus, I totally love Abby Wambach. She's like one of the best athletes ever. Who doesn't? Um, and then headline number three, finally, California man marrying his cat to raise money for animal shelter. That's great. I'm going to lose it. Fine. You can lose it. Whatever. I totally thought I had three stories with this because it's cats and it's raising money for animal shelters and whatever. But I know you were pandering to me with the cats, but a man marrying his cat. Come on. It would obviously be a woman named Agnes. I don't buy it. (laughs) 
<laughs> or his name is Agnes. Just kidding. All right. He's, ra- he's raising money for pets and COVID-19. He's a do-gooder. Fine. Uh, so listen, the really important story here, I lose it or lose it. I know we normally keep these light, but this is really important. So um, Hungary's nationalist government, by the way, has banned the legal recognition of transgender citizens, asserting that, quote, the complete change of <gasps> biological sex is not possible. Wait. And, what? Right. So they're saying. So they're that, just saying no to all of it. That it's just not even possible. Even though, okay, so they're just completely yeah. arguing against all of science and nature. Uh, basically, so given okay. that the complete change of the biological sex is not possible, it is necessary to state in law that there is no possibility to change it in the registry of births, marriages, and deaths either. Jesus. They are being really backhanded with it. Not backhanded, like really obviously awful. And of course, Amnesty International and many other, you know, Hungary's Commission for Fundamental Rights, many other international organizations are obviously crying foul here and, you know, trying to figure out a way that they can sort of come up with particular actions for this. And it's really, that's really the headline. That's really the news. There isn't much else right now, but it's really pretty unfortunate that this country is going backwards uh, for LGBTQ rights. Yeah, man. I mean, you just think about, I, I don't know much about Hungary's history with LGBT rights, so I'm not really sure where they're... I assume that's not been a great history, but this just seems like, yeah, exactly what you said. You're going completely backwards and going, no, we're just going the complete other direction that everyone else is going, and you're like, cool, good for you. That's not going to work out, so hopefully... I mean, I hope that eventually we can make progress. I just, yeah. Yeah. It's really tough and really unfortunate. Yeah. And uh, to help kind of lighten the mood a little bit for the weekend, the absolute most relatable story that has come out of COVID-19, I think so far, is this. What is upsetting you? We have to make another decision about dinner. I can't do it again. I cannot. What do you want? I just need, I cannot live like this. In your taste buds. Go into (laughs) your body. No, I'm not deciding again. (laughs) Go into your, you never decide again. Once I did and I'm not. Once I I did. So this, this is Glennon Doyle, like very famous New York Times bestselling author is the voice that can't decide. And the other voice is all time Hall of Fame, most goals scored ever by any American Olympian, Abby Wambach. She has the most goals scored ever? She is the highest goal-scoring U.S. soccer player in history, in Olympic history. And Wow. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's re- since retired, of course. and uh, But it, they are tremendous. They're having the exact same argument that every couple... And it's not an argument. It's, they're not arguing, but they're just they're just having that like, what do you want for dinner tonight? And we've all been doing this for two and a half months now during quarantine, and they just both have completely lost it, just like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. We have to make these decisions every damn day, and then it's just complete. And you go back and forth, and you're like, I don't know, what about Mexican tonight? What about oh yeah? And I mean, with cooking too, I'm like, I made hen over the weekend. Like, I am running out of ideas. We're just like, I don't know, what about this? God, like. <laughs> Just try anything at this point. It's, it's, it is exhausting making decisions. Completely exhausting. And to uh, end on a very happy note, they, of course, decided after all of this, Taco Bell. <laughs> Good choice. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Rain on Me by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. That's new music here on the new Channel Q. 
Always nice to hear some new music, especially now. And uh, I mean, I, can I, I don't that? know about. Can I try that huh? again, Allie? I never get to do that. Yeah, I, go. Never, oh, yeah. Like, okay. Jock oh. songs here. I want to be like, "That was a rain on me" by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande on the new <laughs> Channel Q. Was that good or too too radioy? Too. Uh, I want you to do one more time. I have okay. notes. Okay. Um, I want you. <laughs> no, I don't even. I don't have notes. I don't know what I'm doing. It was I don't just know. So, if right. Clear. You're like, what is going? I just love the song though. I'm just like super excited. I think I just would be like, "Oh my god, rain on me, Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande." Like, okay, I want to go fix my ponytail. Uh, well, you know, everyone's going to be dancing in their living rooms for now, but everyone is going to be ready to. To twerk the hell out of that song when places like the Abbey reopen in West Hollywood. Oh my God! Right, that was like the. There's a meme going on. Oh, I think it's from Lady Gaga. It's like, what are you going to do when you get out? And she's like, I'm going to go to any, every single gay bar I can find. Yes. Um, okay, it's Memorial Day weekend. It's a holiday weekend. Of course, it's going to be a lot different than probably how you spent last Memorial Day weekend. James, do you have any plans? Are you going to try and barbecue? What's what do you what's what do you have going I, on? I think we are. We're going to try to recreate a backyard barbecue in our space. You know, just like here, just like hang out. This will be a hopefully dissertation free weekend. Uh, and you know, my my husband's not going to have to work. You know, we're going to get our exercise on. I think we're going to clean the house. You know, like some stuff that we we've actually neglected cleaning the house the last week or so. So I think we're going to do that. And then Monday we may actually go drive by a friend's house who's doing like a drive by party. Like everyone comes over to their they have like a big cul de sac and you just like stay in your car and just like say hello real quick. So we might do that. Ah, we're spending so much more time in our car t- time in our cars now. You know, right. it's just like feel like it's a home away from home. It's your little safe space. Well, that'll be exciting. I think I'm just yeah. gonna go to a super super overcrowded beach. Yeah, <laughs> right. And socially distanced. Not wait. Never mind. No, no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> um, I'll probably also clean because you know you cleaned when this uh, when this first happened. We were cleaned every inch of this place, and now I'm like again with the cleaning. Right. Oh, God, God. Exactly. why am I so dirty? No. All right, happy ending time. No, this is all good and positive stuff. We're going to give you something positive to take into the rest of your weekend and that holiday weekend. Do you have a happy ending, James Simmons, nurse practitioner? So I have been putting on a smiley, happy, good face uh, during News or to Lose It, you know, segments since then. Uh, But listen, I am still really traumatized by understanding how very, very, very dark the web actually is. Mm, Yes, that Um, was a shock for you. That was quite quite a shock. I wasn't really (laughs) prepared for this at all, but I've been thinking really hard about it since then. But at least I know I am in no way, shape or form as dark and twisted as you and Jesse. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad that you can, that you feel better knowing that we are (laughs) messed up human beings. Well, Uh I'm just going to go ahead and prove that to you yet again, because my happy ending is that earlier I I was worried because, you know, good things come in threes. I didn't want to contact that guy because I didn't want that to be the third thing. And I'm glad I waited because now in my possession, I have a baby lemur. I have a baby tiger and I have two (laughs) raccoon babies and those are three amazing things as well. So So I can now call that guy because that can be the fourth thing. 
No, no. People who purchase things on the Darth Web <laughs> web don't get four things, Allie. That's not how this works. <laughs> it's so evil. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Did you guys know this? I can't believe this. I'm okay, well, all right. I'll get fine. I'll give back the animals, but I'm keeping the elbow. Okay, that's how it works. Oh, happy, happy Memorial Day weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and we will see you on Tuesday for another wonderful brand new Drop the Subject show. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.